This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. And welcome to the Circuit of Success podcast. I am your host, Brett Gilliland. Today, we have a good friend of mine, Greg Salsiccioli. He is an author, he is a speaker, he is a executive business coach, and I would call him a good friend. Uh, Greg, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Yeah, loving it. Loving it in Bend, Oregon. Awesome. Tell us about what's going on in Bend, Oregon right now. How much snow you got out there? <laughs> well, Bend had, just a week ago, we had six feet of snow come in eight days, and that was just in town. And then our Mount Bachelor, which is our amazing ski resort, we're up to 325 inches of fresh powder, cascade powder, and we are having a blast. Wow. Yeah, we've had about uh, maybe a half of a half of an inch uh, <laughs> of snow here in St. Louis. So I don't even know the feeling right now. I'm looking at blue, sunny skies and about 55 degrees. So anyway, man, I'm, uh, I'm glad you're with us today. And I've known you for, uh, you know, gosh, probably seven or eight years now. I know we've spoke together down in Arizona. Uh, so really looking forward to spending some time with you today and, and talking about your business and how you've helped a lot of successful entrepreneurs uh, become great at what they do. And so why don't you just take us back, Greg, on your career, what's made you successful and how you help successful people uh, in their everyday lives. Well, I think, Brett, the first thing I would say is I, I need to give credit to a lot of great people. I, I really have this perspective that all of us, the best qualities of us, have really come from our interactions with other great people through our life. So I have had the opportunity, honestly, to work with tremendous leaders of, of different companies and lots of different sectors um, in different countries. And, and our former coaching company, we helped over, over 3,000 clients in a period of, of 10 years in 18 countries and the U.S. So, I mean, it was just the exposure to people. And as you are as a, as a consultant and executive coach, you get to interact with amazing people. And so I, I really look to them and say a lot of my successes come from being mentored, interacting with them, even as you're training them, you are learning so much. I've learned a lot from you, Brett. I mean, you're a, a brilliant businessman, you know, and I think the keys are that I've always tried to be a lifelong learner. My, my grandfather passed it on to me. Just, Greg, you need to look at others, listen to them, learn from them, gain from them, and then you can add their experience to your life. And so that's really been, uh, I think, a hallmark of my life, Brett, that's really been helpful. That's great. I know you spend most of your days in the coaching world. Um, you know, I know you've got a lot of other stuff. You're writing. We'll talk about your book and all that stuff uh, later. But walk us through what entrepreneurs are thinking every day. What are you hearing? What are they struggling with? Because a lot of our listeners are, are successful business owners. They're successful in their own right. Even if they're not a business owner, they're successful in their companies. And, uh, you know, they're struggling with stuff each day. So what is it you're hearing most and how are people battling through that? 
You know, for most entrepreneurs, they're never going to have a problem of, of opportunity. Uh, gosh, what do I do today? The challenge for, for entrepreneurs, and I have 40 of them right now that I'm working with, the challenge is, is what opportunity do I actually pursue today? There's so many because entrepreneurs are built to see opportunity. It's like they have a special x-ray vision to, to just identify opportunity and see it here, see it there, see it everywhere. So the challenge is, which one do I pursue? Which one is, is worthy of my time and energy? And then which one do I assign to my team to help? So I think that's number one, Brett. And then the second piece is keeping the wheels on the bus. How do I keep my life from, from just spiraling out of control because I am, again, chasing so much opportunity? So how do I build life balance at the same time that I maximize opportunity that I should go after? Honestly, Brett, in my years of experience now, doing this for 17 years, those are the two primary challenges. The third I just thought of is probably team. You know, do I have the right team players? Do I have them in the right places? And do they have the competency that I need for us to maximize on opportunity? Those are probably the, the, the top three, Brett. Well, that's great. I mean, I was literally just on a conference call a little bit ago with my business partner, Tim Hammett, and, and we were laughing because it, we start talking about one thing and it can turn into 15 other different things. It is. It's not a lack of opportunity. So what are you finding? What are you telling your clients, your friends, your you know the people you work with? How do you do that? How do you prioritize? Well, what you first want to do is you're already probably in an existing opportunity that you're already pursuing, one that you're already building. Because entrepreneurs are also builders, right, Brett? We're, we love to build. We don't like to maintain, but we love to build. So what I say to them is, is there a synergy in the opportunities that are, that are around you? They're, they're laying at your feet. You can see them. Is there a synergy in, a, in an opportunity that's in front of you that can be easily brought in and connected to your current opportunity? That's the first thing that I like to, to help on, uh, entrepreneurs look at is, okay, this, this opportunity, if we just did this, like I, I, have, a, I have a client today. He um, is, Musicbed is his company. And Musicbed does, you know, does a lot of amazing artist representation and they license out music for commercials, for music, I mean, for, for films, for all, all kinds of different pieces. Well, it was just easy for him to start Film Supply. So he started Film Supply and Film Supply has all these videographers out there and photographers to bring in their, their video content and now he's licensing video content. Well, Brett, that was an easy move for him, right? He already had a whole network of people buying music and now it's easy for them to buy video. So that was an easy opportunity for him to bring in and to in his company and to grow quickly. So that's usually the first thing that I, that I, I recommend to entrepreneurs. That's great. So your book, uh, The Enemies of Excellence, I've read. It's a great book uh, for those listeners out there. It's on Amazon, easy to find it. Just type in The Enemies of Excellence. Two chapters I want to talk about. Um, the first chapter is number five. The fifth chapter, The Enemies of Bad Habits. And then number nine, The Enemy of Self-Sabotage. Why don't you kind of walk our listeners through those? Because obviously we all have bad habits. We all have self-sabotaging in our lives that we do. Why don't you walk us through those? So <clears throat> there are seven enemies, and I think it'd be good to just quickly mention those, but, and then we can talk about those two in, in depth. Um, on page 13 of my book, I actually talk, have you kind of go through a risk analysis, and the seven enemies are this. 
sabotage for a person always begins in their ego and ends in self-sabotage. And what happens is in our ego, if our ego is not orientated towards building something great, either a service or a product, Brett, to help people, if it's not orientated that direction, then what happens is we're building it for us. And an entrepreneur's ego can be unstable if he's trying to build something that just benefits himself or, or herself. What happens is your ego becomes unstable. And you usually can lend towards micromanagement. Therefore, you're, you're in too many meetings, too many emails. I had, a, I had an entrepreneur today. He had 11,000 emails in his inbox, Brett, 11,000. He's obviously trying to micromanage, right? He's, he's trying to handle too many things. So therefore, his life is out of control. His calendar is not planned well. He doesn't set a course for a week. His life management, he doesn't have time for it because he's too busy trying to manage everything because he's trying to gain his reward or his significance from what he does, not necessarily who he is and the services or products that he provides. So if your ego is orientated that direction, towards search for significance, you're micromanaging, you're not managing life well, well, guess what? Bad habits populate like rabbits. I mean, you're, 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 you're a grab-and-go food eater. You're, you're boosting yourself up on caffeine. You, you're only living from cup to cup. Um, you know, you're not eating the right foods. You're not hydrating well. Most CEOs can be chronically dehydrated. And so bad habits develop all over the place. That can lead towards indulgence, broken relationships, isolation. And then the last one is self-sabotage. When we see people sabotaging their life, brilliant, Brett, brilliant. I've, I've, I've met with them over the years. Intelligent, gifted, wealthy people make the most crazy mistakes. There's this ancient proverb, Proverbs 18.1, that says, He who isolates himself seeks his own desire, and breaks out against all sound judgment. Those are the people we see, Brett, on the nightly news. Those are the ones we hear written about that, why did they fail? Well, there's a backstory, and the backstory was what I just described. And so what I would say is sabotage doesn't just happen overnight. I didn't just decide to wake up and say, I think I want to blow up my life. I want to wreck my marriage, alienate my kids, um, wreck the company, and drive away all of our customers that we spent 10 years building. No one does that, unless they're a little bit insane. No, no one does that. But it starts over time when you don't recognize the risk level you're at, when you don't invite counsel, when you don't build an empowered culture, when you don't give people permission to lead around you. That's when you get to that, that bad habit stage, Brett, and it accelerates through indulgence, then breaking down your relationships, you're now isolated, and now you're susceptible to sabotaging because you're trying to gain for control, but you just can't get it back. You're like, how come I can't get control? You know, that's because you don't realize what the problem contributions were. Well, that's great. Thanks for sharing that, Greg. Let, let's talk a little bit about the some of the things you've helped me with over the years is really the fitness side of things. Now I'm not going to state your age, but I'm going to give a, you know, you're in the mid fifties, let's call it right. <laughs> but you're in one of the best shapes of any, any man I know. And tell us a little bit about why that's so important to you, how you built that habit and why you think it's crucial for all leaders out there in this world. You know, research would, would back me up and I, I won't cite all the research, but what we're finding is actually physical activity 
is a discipline that can spill over into other positive disciplines of your life. If you can, you know, begin and maintain a positive uh, exercise routine, you can then learn how to even eat better. Um, and then you can learn how to, how, how to control other things because physical exercise, you know, we're finding it, first of all, it releases endorphins in your body, which is positive. It gives you a sense of well-being, of harmony, of, um, you know, success, just, just even in the endorphin rush. Secondarily, it's going to help you have more energy because you, you know, are releasing stress. Um, so I, I wasn't always this way, Brett. You know, I was an athlete. I played college basketball, you know, and I loved that track as well. But when I got into the corporate world, I lost it for a while, Brett. It wasn't until I had back surgery. I, I injured myself in a weightlifting um, accident, really, that I, I kind of reevaluated and I sat down and said, you know what? Some of what you did before you got in the corporate world was exactly what you've got to do in the corporate world. You have got to secure that baseline health. If you don't, you're not sustainable. And I, and, you know, and I had a wake-up call there. Um, back surgery was painful. I lost the, right use of, uh, the full use of my right leg for about a year, Brad. I mean, that was really, really hard for me. And so from that point on, I said, I'm not going to do life that way anymore. I'm going to keep my baseline health. I work out every day. I'll take a day off a week, usually a Sunday. Um, right now during ski season, <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking a day off because I'm skiing on my days off. And even I even skied Monday this week. But I, you know, I'll, I'll take naps. So I, I recognize that that physical conditioning is a discipline that can spill over into all areas of your of your leadership. So it's something that I just have done my whole life and I will do. I, I lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I swim Tuesday, Thursday. Um, I mountain bike and ski and, you know, paddleboard and sometimes rock climb um, on, on the weekends and on my days off. And it just gives me a real sense of balance and rhythm that I can build into the rest of my life. So how do you build that habit? I mean, so we've talked about this a lot over the years. I mean, how, how would you, what advice would you give to our listeners on, on just taking it day by day, uh, exercise by exercise and creating it, making it fun, making it a habit? How do you create those habits? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So how do you create a positive workout routine or a positive exercise routine? I think it's really helpful to have friends. Um, you know, Kevin and I swim together. It's awesome. He and I meet. Um, you know, we're in the locker room, we're, we're, we're talking it up and, you know, we'll, we'll go swim and then we'll go sit in the jacuzzi or the sauna and talk about life and share business secrets, you know, and, and, and really support each other. I think a friendship, however you can involve other people, it's extremely important. I've got my ski buddies, both Alpine skiing, Nordic skiing. I've got my paddleboard friends. I've got my mountain biking guys. So I think it's really critical that you involve others and that you do it together. That is extremely helpful. Secondly, what I would say is do what you like. I mean, I actually like to lift weights. I miss it if I don't lift. So lifting for me is fun. Some people hate lifting weights, so then don't lift weights. You know, if you if you like riding a running a treadmill or if you like riding a bike, or for sure get outside. If you like hitting a bucket of balls, twice a week, do that. Put it in. It's essential and strategic to your success. So I would say do what you like, involve your friends, and then you know what? Secure the time. 
If it's not scheduled, Brett, you and I know it is not going to happen. It's going to get, our exercise is going to die on the hill of good intentions. It's not going to happen. We're not going to get the benefits from it. And, um, you know, we're not going to sleep better. We're not going to release stress. We're not going to have endorphins. We're not going to eat, eat better. I mean, it's just, it's not going to happen. So I think the key is secure the time, involve your friends, do what you like. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there was uh, we're, we're, there's about four of us guys here in the office. We literally said that this week, and we've got it all booked. I mean, you got to book it. You just got to put it in the calendar because what's on the calendar gets done, right? So that's that's great advice. So what's Greg's uh, game changer this year? I'm asking all of our our guests. You know, this year, 2017, big year. What uh, what's your game changer for the year? For me, the the game changer is to dream again. You know, I think what happened is you can get stuck in just perpetuating the motion of of the opportunities that are in front of you right now. I am actually setting aside time to dream. I have, I've already dreamed of two new companies that I, that I, I want to launch, and I'm now I'm just waiting for the for the revenue to be there to actually launch them. So the key is I am securing and space to dream. Now, what I will tell all of you, please hear this. It's really critical. You can't dream and you can't innovate in a stressful environment. It's physically not possible. The brain cannot do it. Um, Research tells us that you have to be in a relaxed state to dream. You have to be in a relaxed, enjoyable state to actually be be creative, to dream, to, to innovate. You've got to have a different kind of space. So, Brett, I'm actually securing that space. And I'm, you know, some of my, um, I'm actually skiing alone sometime this year. And, you know, for me to be out there alone, I've got my phone with me. I can actually write ideas in there. And I'm actually dreaming and thinking about and, and kind of having fun just creating while I'm out skiing. I'm out, I'm outside, I'm breathing fresh air. I'm looking at, you know, drop dead gorgeous cascade views. So, I think some of that, um, I'm doing just some time alone to just dream and create. So that's a big game changer for me this year is involving and allowing space to create. I love it. I love it. As you, and you know this about me. I mean, I think it's for our listeners. It's important that you know almost every Thursday, I shouldn't say almost, every Thursday, I have about an hour and a half in my calendar where I do nothing but me and a journal. And so it's important. It's an important time. And I find kind of like what you were saying, you, you miss when you don't work out. You miss the weights. I miss uh, days when I don't have alone think time with just myself in my journal to uh, just a dream. It's a big deal. Um, so talk to us about your vision. You talk about we inspire excellence every day. Um, how do you how do you stay motivated? What, what keeps you inspired to go out and inspire excellence every day? Yeah, I think I, what I would say, first of all, is I, I am a very disciplined person and I think it's critical to it. You know, um, I could have worked Monday, Brett. I could have made more money Monday this week, but I needed to put some space. I, I needed to have a pause. So I may have lost some revenue Monday, but being out and away from everything is critical to my long-term success. I mean, how am I going to be inspirational for these 40 CEOs if I don't come to them bringing energy, right? I can't come to them tired. So I've got to keep my disciplines high. I've got to practice self-coaching. Now, this is a high level of leadership when you can be brutally honest with yourself and coach yourself. If you're not eating well right now, what are you saying to yourself? It's okay? Or are you addressing that? You know, if you're not 
exercising and you know you're overweight and you know that you're exhausted, you know you're not sleeping well because you're not exercising so that you, that you go to, to, to bed and can relax. I mean, the key is, are you coaching yourself? So I think your disciplines for me have got to be high. I've got to be coaching myself, and then I've got to be hanging out with inspirational people. I mean, I have a network of inspirational, high net worth people, high successful people from athletes to CEOs to my grandchildren who are, (laughs) Brett, they are phenomenal, to my sons even who are very successful men. I make sure that I that I sprinkle those those meetings and those times with them. Even my bride Diana, she's she's amazing. I spend time with people who are replenishing, and therefore I'm inspirational. Um, I happen to write a lot, Brett. I don't, you know, I know people may not get my my blog each week, but I write a lot, and I love writing because writing keeps me in, inspirational as well. So writing disciplines, great people. Um, giving yourself pause in your schedule. Um, you know, even every quarter we actually get away. So I think those are the keys is that you've got to really become that, that, that best friend to yourself and coach yourself. And don't give yourself a bunch of excuses. You know, get real honest. I'm, why not have 2017 be a brutally honest year that I just get honest with, with, with myself? So I think it's, those are some of the keys that help me. That's great. What what do you do on days when you wake up and you don't really want to go inspire greatness? What do you do? <laughs> um, sometimes I get up, you know, when the alarm went off at, at, at 5.15 this morning, I'm like, dude. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't want to inspire greatness. It's today. cool, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's 20 degrees outside. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go lift. Once I'm there, I'm great. But getting from my bed to there, right? It seems like seems like climbing Mount Everest, right? So I, I think that's important, though. Be, not to interrupt you, but I think that's the stuff that the normal everyday people like us we deal with, right? I mean, it is the alarm goes off. You're like, oh, I know this morning my alarm went off, and we've got a couple sick kids in the house, and you know you're up a few times in the middle of the night, and it's like you just sometimes you don't want to get up and go do the things you got to do, but if you don't do them, you're not going to be great. Yeah, I. I think there's nothing wrong with calling on the excellence of yesterday. You know, if, if today was not a great day, there's nothing wrong with me grabbing some of the, some of the excellence of, of yesterday that it was a great day or three days ago or four days ago. You know, there's nothing wrong with doing a quick look back and saying, you know what? I mean, today has, this has been a tough week, but look at last week. I mean, how about that high? How about that high? So your journaling, Brett, you know, is a secret too, because you can always look back and look on a, on a day when you had when you had it, right? You don't have it every day. I don't, I'm not a special human being. I don't have it every day, but I can look back on the days that I did have it. You know, I can, I can draw from the inspiration of the past and I can bring it into the future and I can bring it into today. Secondly is, you know what? I just live by the fact that people deserve my best. Whether I feel it today, that doesn't matter. I'm going to give my best every single day, whether I feel it or not. Last year, I went through surgery, and people may not know it, but I had a, I had a bone spur in my hand that destroyed three of my tendons. I had to have those tendons repaired. Literally, one day, Brett, I woke up, and my hand didn't work. And, and we didn't know. There, there, were, there were three doctors that went through and couldn't find this bone spur. Well, the fourth doctor, the surgeon, found it. I had to have my hand repaired. I came to work. I could only type with one hand. 
I didn't tell my clients. I just decided that when I was there and I was in extreme pain, I'm going to give my best that day because they deserve it. And I think it helps, you know, even if you're recovering from a surgery or you're trying to get back mobility or you've, you've, had, you've lost a precious loved one or whatever it is, I think why not decide to give your best every day? And you know what? As you give your best, somehow that hand hurt a little bit less, Brett. Didn't hurt as much, you know. So somehow the, the physical therapy appointments got, I went through them faster. Somehow the hand came back better and I got the use of the hand back. But not all of it. I would say I'm about 80% there. But, you know, I think the key is, is that you just have to decide to move forward. I think that's a great point. That's what I was going to say, right? The old saying of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How do you run a marathon one step at a time? You just got to get up and you got to go do it. And then you find those days I find sometimes too end up being some of the best days. Right. That you didn't feel like going, but you just got to go and you got to rip the Band-Aid off and make it happen. Right. What would you say, Greg, you, if you looking back could tell the, the, the 40-year-old Greg, you know, take 10, 15 years back, what would you say – you would tell that 40 year old Greg now please recognize this Mr. Mr. 40 that your next 20 years are your most productive years in your entire lifespan 40 50 60 is going to be your most productive years in your entire life so what I would say is decide that you're going to rise to the occasion use it as an opportunity to drop off all the poor destructive bad habits Poor disciplines. Why not make it your legacy years? Make it the years that you decide, predetermine, I am going to be the best producer, father, husband, if you are, um, human, citizen. I'm just deciding that, you know what? I've lived long enough to recognize that greatness comes by hard work. I'm just going to make these next few years in my short lifetime the best. Secondly, is get the best counsel you can afford around you. Don't go it alone. I mean, the average Olympic athlete has five to seven coaches. Do you think they got there on their own? No. <laughs> Ashton Eaton is from our hometown, Brett. He's a, now, now a two-time you know, um, Olympic gold medalist. And um, you know, I, I think that the key is that he recognized he had to get people around him. There's no way he was going to get to be his best person, his best producer on his own. And so to become a two-time decathlon Olympic champion is, is no small feat. So I think the key is that he had a high school coach that stayed with him all the way through the Olympics, was even with him in, in the last Olympics, was with him. He had surrounded himself with the best people he could. He was, he was raised in a single-parent home. He didn't have a father, so he went out and found surrogate fathers, right? Surrogate coaches, surrogate men to surround himself, and that's where his greatness came from. So that's number two. Determine to get whatever you can afford, the best people around you. Number three is invest in your growth every week. Don't wait to grow. There's no like, maybe next year I'll work, focus on growth. No, every week, focus on something. I've been working on my emotional intelligence, Brett, for the last three years, trying to become a more emotionally intelligent person. It's working. My wife is telling me that's working, so it's got to be working. So it, it, it's working. And I'm not done yet, but I'm focusing on different pieces of, of dimensions of who I am 
you become better, a better communicator, a better speaker, a better writer, more high emotional intelligence. So I think those are the three that I would recommend, Brett. That's great. That is a great answer. Um, so let's let's talk about books and people you surround yourself with. I talk a lot on the show about the people you surround yourself with, the books you read are going to make you a better person. You've confirmed that today, no doubt about it. So what are some of the best books you've read that have really impacted your life? Obviously, besides the enemies of excellence. <laughs> besides the enemy of excellence, what you know, I mean, which was a was a fun process. Um, it's just so exciting to see it in the hands. Even even professional athletes are using it. The, the Saints picked it up as a team to use for as a as a you know as a team book for their team and other colleges. I've gotten you know letters from other you know um, top colleges using it with their athletes. That's been fun too. It's been using the corporate world. But what I would say is, if if you really want to grow who you are as, as a professional, the Patrick Lencioni suite of books, even his latest one, the Ideal Team Player, I would say as a baseline of wisdom, you got to get Patrick's books. Um, he is a good friend. The man is authentic. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. So his books, you know, The Four Obsessions of an Extraordinary Executive, Silos, Politics, and Turf Wars, Death by Meeting, a great book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, you know, The, the Three Signs of a Miserable Job, um, The Advantage, and then now his Ideal Team Player. Those are, those are baseline books. You have to have those. Um, Obviously, some of the greats, Good to Great is a great book. Um, I would say, you know, today, some of the others, um, gosh, what's the other book that I'm reading right now? My Kindle's not here, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Crucial Conversations. If if you want to know how to have crucial conversations, probably today your business in life is being stopped by not engaging in crucial conversations, critical conversations that you avoid, I avoid, we all avoid. We, we don't like to, to jump into a possible conflict, but Crucial Conversations, I think, is a tremendous book. Then there's, then there's also Crucial Accountability by the same authors. Another two great books that I would say are, are huge. Great. So do you now you find yourself, um, do you read those? I know a lot of people will talk about getting an audible book and then putting it on one and a half or two X speed to listen to it. You know, I myself and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, you know, we got young kids and it's work. It's chasing kids to games and stuff and just having a blast doing that stuff. But how do you find a lot of time to read? Um, I do both. So audible.com, um, you know, I also read, read my Kindle. I read at night. Um, I, you know, I just, I read blogs and podcasts and listen okay. to podcasts. So I think the key is all of it, e, e, all of the above, you know, grab whatever you can. If you've got five minutes, recognize even 10 minutes in a good book is, is fuel. You know, it's, it, you're advancing. So even if it takes you a month to read a book, don't worry about it. Just keep your nose, keep your ears, keep your eyes, even short, short videos, keep your eyes plugged into great content. So, you know, grab little, little, what I call them is I call them just mini, mini classroom sessions. You know, your car is a great classroom. Keep it a, keep it a classroom. Don't put on news in your car. Seriously. The news, um, I know it's pretty exciting right now. It's happening many things. But what I would say is just use your car as a classroom. You know, um, use a gym as a classroom. If you're just on a treadmill, you should be listening to something. 
You know, you should like podcasts like the Circuit of Success, right? Absolutely. I would listen to this. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, you know, listen to Brett, listen to others. I mean, the key is little bits of time will add up over time. And I think, you know, don't feel like you've got to have seven hours a week that I read. Well, that's just not going to happen in this world today. But, you know, I think just finding little pockets of time that you can grab it. All right, we're going to have a little fun here. Best day of Greg's life. So you can't count your wedding day or the day your kids were born or grandkids were born. Best day or most memorable day of your life. What was it? Oh, my gosh. I stumped you here. <laughs> um, the day I stood on top of Mount Kenya at 16,800 feet after we had, I had been almost deathly ill the night before was a huge accomplishment for me. So wow, tell me about that. How do you <laughs> how do you even go about that? What's that process like to go climb a mountain? Well, I've always been a mountaineer. I've climbed a lot of mountains. I've climbed twelve peaks in the in the in the Sierras. Um, you know, I I think the key was. First of all, you, you better have a boatload of money because if you're going international, it's a lot of money. <laughs> so it was about 10,000 bucks for two of us to get over there and climb that. We hired, we wanted to hire one guide. Well, when you go to Africa, just, just be prepared to hire three guides or you don't get one guide because he brings his friend and if you don't hire them all, you, you don't get them. So, yeah, going. You know, we, we started at 7,000 feet in the, you know, in the agri, agricultural zone, went through different jungle zones. We even had a... Um, a baboon family that we got stopped by. You can't even carry firearms. So we went through that zone, different jungle zones. You see all kinds of different animals um, up into that high alpine and then, you know, subalpine going above it. So the night before at, at 14,000, I did have endema. I, I did have altitude sickness. And I was going to turn around and my buddy that night, I had the chills. Um, what we started to do, we just started to put fluids in me because fluids and electrolytes allow you to have more oxygen. And that's what's happening when the brain is not getting enough oxygen. I was just sicker than a dog. And I said, guys, you guys go. I don't think I can go. He said, well, I'm not going without you. I'm like, listen, we didn't come 10,000 miles and spend 10,000 bucks for, you know, for us not somebody to get on this, on this summit. So at about 1 a.m., we were supposed to start heading out. And he said, listen, I want you to get up. Let's go. And if I didn't have, if I didn't have David with me, and I did put my life at risk, let's be honest about it. You're supposed to go down immediately. But I, I actually prayed. And he and I prayed together. And we started to hike. It was 1.30 a.m. And if, if you see pictures of me, Brett, I looked horrible, man. And, um, you know, one of the problems with that is that you also get a little bit dizzy. And there's a Gregory Gr- Gr- Glacier we had to go around. In fact, someone had died the week before on that glacier. So I just was very careful, um, stayed close to David. And we made it to the top. And by 6 a.m., we were looking out over the great, you know, uh, country of, of Kenya. I called Diana. We were actually able to get a call through at 16,800 feet. And um, it was a great day. We actually skied down on scree with our with our poles after, kind of skied down with just with our legs and feet and our boots skied kind of down um, some subterranean areas, and it was just it was phenomenal time. So that was our that was our uh, Africa highlight. Uh, that's a very cool day. And I'm a, did the rush? Did you all of a sudden not feel sick when you got up there? Did it take yeah, it all away? I, just, I honestly felt like it was a miracle, Brad. I just felt like like, like God actually touched me, and we got up to the top and. 
you know, you're, you're supposed to get sicker and you actually can, you know, you can have a problem with your, with your brain. And, but I was fine. I got to the top. I was fine. We took a bunch of pictures and did some videos and stayed up until we were frozen and then, you know, got off the top. Very cool. All right. Last couple of questions. Uh, technology, you know, the, the normal answer, iPhone, iPad, your Kindle, all that kind of stuff. Any, any cool technology, anything you're doing to help you with your day or whether it's an app or a certain technology that you couldn't live without right now? Well, Coachwell happens to have a um, proprietary software called Coachwell Pro that we people utilize in their companies to manage and direct in their, their people to do talent development, talent management, and their own goal achievement. So I can't live without that. Our team can't live without it. We've got companies on it all over that can't live without it. It allows you to see your goals and, and have view of everyone in your team's plans and goals and action steps, and it monitors progress automatically for you right from your phone. So literally, I was down today coaching my managing director right from my phone, and I can see her plans, working on her plans. Um, so it allows you to be off-site too. So that, that, that technology has been five years in the making. Um, it's a powerful technology. I'd love to have people just contact us for a demo. Absolutely. Tell us uh, more about that. You actually must have read my notes because that was my next question is where, where do people find you and tell us more about the coach? Well, unless, unless you want people to contact you via uh, emails, websites, all that kind of stuff. So they can go to coachwell.com, C-O-A-C-H-W-E-L-L.com, coachwell.com. You can contact us there. There's all kinds of easy ways to contact us. You can call us if you'd like. Um, but even if you just fill out a, a contact real quick, it's super simple. We will, we will call you within 24 hours and set up a uh, no-obligation consultation just to see if if coaching, executive coaching, or a coachable pro or, or on-site team training might be a help to uh, you. We have a large team, Brett, of seasoned professionals. Uh, all of our professionals have over 20 years' experience. And so it's, you know, we have a large team of, of eight coaches now. And um, you know, we, we work with about, a, about 175 um, companies a year. So we're a smaller, specialized, you know, a uh, company that works with, which is great, great groups. Well, I think I can uh, speak to this. I've, I've worked with you for about seven years now. And, uh, you know, to have an executive coach for seven years, that, that, that doesn't happen that often. So we've had a great relationship for those listeners out there. If you're looking for that extra gear, and uh, in my opinion, you need someone in your life that you can contact, that you can call. Greg and I have had, you know, twice a month conference calls uh, for years, and it has been a huge impact in my life. So I, I've appreciated your friendship and your counsel over the years, Greg. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Brad, th- thank you. I, I appreciate your friendship as well, and I'm, I'm so excited for you and, the, and what Visionary is doing and how many people you guys are helping. It's amazing how many people you are helping um, through all of your services, you know, not only financial independence and wealth, but just for other other aspects of our lives. And you know, it's it's pretty exciting to see your growth, my friend. In the last few years, it's been in a it's been a rocket ship growth pattern, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been fun, man. It's been really, really fun. We're thankful. And kind of where you started out earlier today, just the people around us. That's what it's about. And and uh, just people. It's just that's all it is. People. And so it's, it's great. So where can we find you social media wise? I know because you know, I, I obviously we're connected in all those areas. I love you. You put out your blog. You put out the stuff that Forbes magazine puts in that you write for. I mean, where can we find you? So you can find articles on, on Forbes.com that I write. But, you know, my blog, you can follow me on Twitter. Probably the easiest. It's at Greg Salcicholi. If you put an at G-R-E-G-S-A-L, I'm sure you'll actually get me. So at Greg 
Sal Sicholi will get you there on Twitter. And then from there, you can, you know, find me on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, Greg Sal Sicholi on Facebook. You'll see me there. And, um, you know, love to have you guys pick up. Well, what we do is I, I like to write exactly out of what's going on in active companies right now. So every week, you know, I'm learning things from, from companies. I just try to pass it on to everyone else. And so I just try to pass on those best practices and secrets and things that are working for others. And so that's what I really write from. Well, it's valuable, valuable information, and they're nice, quick reads uh, for the busy uh, people. So it's it's awesome. Well, Greg, I appreciate your time today, my friend. It's been awesome. You've given us a ton of stuff. I mean, I've I've known you for years, and I've got a couple pages of notes here, which was awesome. So, thanks for the time. And uh, anything else you want to share with our listeners out there? No, Brad. Just thank you for the opportunity. And I I wish all of you out there that are listening to this today. I wish you the best of success. And um, don't ever let anyone tell you you can't achieve your dream because you can. All right, my friend. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time and uh, all my best to you. God bless. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 